Yeah, there you go. If you put on the camera, then you can speak. What's up, folks? It is Tuesday night, and we are live from the LG Direct Sales Solution Studios here in Tampa, Florida. So welcome, everyone, tonight. We're planning to have a fun night. If you guys were with us last Thursday, we had a blast with Ryan McNamee. So much fun. And then after the show was over, he spoke to us for at least another two hours after the show was over. And we had so much fun with Ryan, and and uh, probably other than maybe Saturday is the only day I haven't really spoken to him. But Lots of fun with Ryan, and we hope to, to see him again in the future as we hear that the SEC days were around. So I'm pretty sure he had a lot of fun um, if he got the opportunity to speak on SEC days. But uh, a lot of college football stuff going on here as the season is about to get uh, getting ready to go underway. And along with the college football season, of course, there's also the flag football season. And from the Greater Philadelphia Flag Football League, we have Chris Scott Jr. with us tonight speaking on behalf of the club. And we're planning to have a lot of fun with them as we'll get to know a lot more about Chris, about the league itself, how it was started, the affiliation that he has with any other clubs around, and how you could possibly end up joining them as well. And I will bring up the Twitter handle here momentarily, but we're planning on having, again, a lot of fun tonight. It is episode 68. We're always constantly busy doing something around here. So, uh, I don't know. Let's get the show on the way. I'm Angel. This is Broad Street South. Now, one of the guys, of course, that I can not do the show with. And last week, he was surprised with his little different introduction. So we figured we'll just keep it up this week since he likes his drum roll. But we figured, hey, let's go with the alternate version. So here is Vito Corleone. <laughs> <laughs> you know. You're killing me with this. <laughs> it's great because at the very end, it's just that face. <laughs> like it just when you, it goes back to, oh my God, what movie is that? I wish I could remember now. I, I'll remember. Was it? Uh, no, nah, it wasn't Meet the Fuckers. Who was it? You. You're good. You. What was? What was that? Ah, oh, it'll it'll come to you. But anyways, Fuji, how are you this evening? You're good, you. You're good. <laughs> I'm doing well. It's right now. Yeah. Bill's Yanks tied at one, week the training camp. Ben Simmons trade room receding up. Flyers making some news. Four for four, Philly sports. Everybody's, you know, Philly's getting ready for hopefully rumors of Craig Kimbrell and a third baseman Chris Bryant coming to Philly, hopefully, and we'll, Phillies will make a run. How are you in this deep midsummer of getting ready for the dull days of training camp? Uh, I'm doing well. I said, everything's starting to ramp up here and, and not only in Philly, obviously in Tampa and everywhere else, but in Philly, I know that it's going to be an interesting season with Nick Sirianni. We can't wait to start getting into that here because August, everything just turns Eagles until the end of the year. And along with the other, uh, teams around the league as well. But I, I can't wait to see what Nick Sirianni is going to do. I think it's going to be a lot of fun with the Eagles. It's going to, it's going to be great to see this coaching staff that we haven't seen obviously put together. So a lot of Eagles are coming up here in August. Uh, it, it's going to be fun. I, I know that much. I, I can't wait. I, I'm dying to see the product on the field. What's going to happen? I mean, there's tons of articles, obviously, stuff that's going on right now. But as we get closer and closer to camp, that's when the heat, you know, the talk and everything else starts heating up and we're a lot better. And also, if we're also talking about the NBA as well, the Damian Lillard sweepstakes are out and the Sixers are on the market for possibly getting his services as well. I know he's 31. I know he's on the backside of his career, but it would be interesting to see if we actually get Damian Lillard. So 
a lot of talk. Houston is the other team. The Houston Rockets are, are making a huge push for them, which probably you're talking about, you know, draft picks and stuff. But we'll see. I'm, I'm pretty sure we'll get into it. And, and it's going to be a lot of fun to see what they're going to end up doing with Damian. He wants out of Portland. First, he said no, but now he wants out. And, and there's absolutely no problem with that whatsoever. So, Damian, you want to come to Philly? By all means, listen, even matter of fact, as soon as we got Chris here, he's waiting in the green room. I'm pretty sure Chris wouldn't have a problem whatsoever having him on his flag football team because hey, during the offseason, we all got to stay fit. And why not do it with the greater Philadelphia flag football team? He can do it. So, right. Damien, let, let that just let that sink in, Damien. We'll, we'll take care of you either way. So, it'll be taken care of. So, but uh, the other guy, of course, that we can't do it with is our sophomore from Clemson University, our young beat writer, Nick Lee. <laughs> I, <laughs> you'll never get me. <laughs> that camera would have gone off. Oh, that'd be great. No, not this time. Never. Oh man. You'll never oh, get me on my worst day. It's oh, gonna happen. I promise you. It's gonna happen. damn Ted, I promise you. It's gonna happen. Get. Trust me. Believe me when I tell you it's I'm gonna like happen. Kevlar, nothing sticks. <laughs> Nick, how are you this evening? Hey, I'm, I'm doing great. I just heard a bunch of Damian Lillard slander and didn't Easy. appreciate it. But uh, <laughs> happy birthday, Ben Simmons. Um, it, I feel so bad for him. He's getting clowned so hard by the media and everybody. But, uh, you know, I guess that's the price you got to pay for being a high-level athlete. Um, but, yeah, I'm doing great. Clemson's been fun. I've got about two weeks left, two, two and a half weeks left. And uh, the NBA Finals are tonight, starting at 9 p.m., so – I uh, I'm super excited to see if uh, Chris Paul Devin Booker can can force this to a game seven. But I'm doing great, I, yeah. Angel. I I would like to see that myself. True, truthfully, I I know it seems like you know Giannis and crew they're gonna they're gonna pretty much take it. But I would love to see a game seven. I haven't been paying attention too much as far as the NBA playoffs because uh, one last week I wasn't feeling too great, so I, I missed out on a lot of things. But I would like to see a game seven between uh, Chris Paul. Uh, Devin Booker and and definitely Geo there from uh, from uh-huh. the Milwaukee Bucks. I, I think it would be really interesting. Oh. I think it was a great series, anyways. Other than and obviously you're you're in, you know the Nets being taken out early, Atlanta being taken out in a good stretch by Atlanta. And they'll, I'm pretty sure they'll be back there next year. But I I would like to see a game seven. I think oh, the be- Bucks are hungry. I mean, Giannis is just bringing it. Yeah. Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, these guys are hungry. I mean, nobody gave them a chance against Phoenix. Let's give them credit where it's due. I mean, they're down two nothing. You come back, win three straight. The the champagne could be on ice tonight. Could be. Could Absolutely. very well be. Listen, we will, and I'd love to have it if you guys have not followed the same way that we do here. The Greater Philadelphia Flag Football League, short for GPFFL. And if you look under Twitter here. It'll have it on their PHL flag football, short again for Philly, PHL flag football. If you want to follow Chris and what he does throughout the year, by all means, join. If you don't join the league, at least join him and follow him on Twitter. And, Chris, thank you so much for coming on with us tonight. We really do appreciate it. Thanks for having me. But listen, the next time I come on, I want one of those cool intros that Fuji <laughs> Okay. I need one of those intros. Sure, I can, I can make that happen. That's no problem. I'm I'm the one that throws all that stuff together, so I'll make sure the next time you come on, you will have your own. <laughs> okay, cool. Thanks for coming on, Chris. Thank you, Chris. 
Thanks for having me. It's going to be so much fun chatting with you guys tonight. Yeah, listen, it, the the one thing that that we at least that we like and, and we we're talking about a little off air here before you came on is that it, it's always fun to, to network with different people. And, and no matter what you end up doing in life, you never know who you come across. And right. Fuji, you know, he was looking at, at the Eagles website the one time and we looked on and matter of fact, I'll bring it up here. So everybody knows exactly where the story is, because I want to make sure that, that you guys get also your due diligence here. Um, and bring up the screen. So everyone can see. So if everyone goes to the Philadelphia Eagles website under the website, under Gridiron Pride, which I think was like the fifth line down, if I remember correctly from the website, you will see Chris and the entire flag football team as far as the article there at the PhiladelphiaEagles.com. And it talks about how everything got started uh, with this team in which we're going to find out ourselves tonight, uh, which seems like, uh, no lie, Chris, it's, it seems like you guys have a, a pretty good time. Other than obviously the, the photo itself, it seems like everybody's just you know full of energy here. But if, if um, the one thing I was reading is just the the bond that you guys have built and what's coming up now on your 12th season in August 18th, somewhere around there. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. We're still setting the dates, but it's coming up pretty soon. But for for a short amount of time, I mean, it seems like all the connections you guys have made just within the community itself, it, it seems like you guys end up having a really good time. And, and I know like uh, with the community itself, so you guys are, are part of the LGBT community, LGBTQ, yes. if I remember correctly. But you yeah. guys are part of the community. And, and we know as far as Philadelphians, um, it's it's that's always been a part of Philly for many years. So it's not like it's anything new in Philly. It's not like it's you know something like oh my god they're they're joining something that that's uh, that's kind of hot at the moment as some people are describing it. But Philly's always had an artistic culture, and for those of us that and especially people like myself that grew up in the seventies, it was it may have been the only difference is that it was quiet because you go down by Ray Street in Philly, that's where the community first started in Philly. And it, it was always part of the art district. And then it started growing and growing even more. But it, it's good to see that, that the different types of class of diversification, especially when it comes to LGBT community, it's fun because it's always like a fun time. One thing I will say about the entire community, and, and again, when I used to do Uber rides back home, I've never to this day have met someone that's part of the community that's like, yeah, I don't want to do this. Or this community sucks. It's always uplifting, no matter what. Like you can have the worst day, and I, I'll share this quick story as we get more stuff into you. But I end up taking the place down there off of is it Chestnut or heading up, not Market, Walnut. It there's so there's a uh, there's a gay sports bar, and right down the street around the corner is a club that's that's right there. I wish I could remember the name of it. Um, is it Woody's? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. So I end up, so these four guys end up uh, getting in my car and they, they were talking about having a, you know, having a good time tonight and having a lot of fun. And they said, Hey, by the way, would you like to come out with us tonight? And I said, well, I would love to, but unfortunately, because I am working, I need to provide rides for people back and forth. I said, I will come at a later date, but where are you guys going anyway? Cause at that point they weren't going straight to Woody's. They were going next. They were being dropped off to the IHOP if it's still down there. He said, well, we're going to meet, we're going to go around closer on the IHOP because we have friends that are going to end up meeting us, but you should really come out the one night. So he gave me his mm -hmm. number and I said, sure, no problem. Well, then the following week, he ends up calling me out because I gave him his, uh, my business card as well. I end up joining them. I, I would tell you this much. I've never in my life had so much fun with these guys. The, <laughs> the, the jokes, the laughter, the dance floor, the styles, you name it. I mean, it just, 
it really brings you to a place where if, if you truly are having a bad day, you won't have it. With the community, you just you just don't. And so you can back me up on this one because that's the way, at least the experiences that, I, that I've always had of anyone that I've known that's ever belonged to their community. And, and that's why I say, because when I see the faces there, on, as far as on a picture on the article from the mm -hmm. um, from Philadelphia Eagles, everyone just has this look like, you know, we're, we're here to meet business as far as having fun with flag football. But at the same time, too, we're just one big family. Right. And I think what you just said was really a microcosm of what our league is about. You know, picking up people along the way and just saying, hey, you love football. I love football. Um, let's get together and play some football. Um, but it's funny, in that picture, I was actually absent that day and I was so mad uh, when they posted that photo. Uh, we were getting ready for the uh, our, one of our tournaments in Chicago, which is Pride Bowl. So um, our men's team and our uh, women's plus team was out practicing and we knew that the article was coming up, so we needed a group photo. And I was so happy that. Uh, Came that it looks so cool. Yeah, I, I, again, I, I really like it the way it looks. I like the logo. Now, the logo, I will say, I do like the logo a lot because it, it again, there's, there's a grittiness to it, but at yeah. the same time, too, it's welcoming. So it's like whoever, who came up with the logo, by the way? That's a good question. I don't know. But I know we just incorporated all of the colors um, in 2020. We're looking okay. at the logo and trying to make it more inclusive and representative of the community. So we had to find a way to include the LGBT flag along with um, representation of the trans community. And I love the product. I love the outcome. Um, it's a true representation of our league. So I'm glad you like it. Yeah, no, believe me, it, it's it's one of it again. You can come up with like there's there's so many different designs you come up with, but I do like it because it just it incorporates everything, not just yeah. football, but everything. And I think if even if you were walking around, you know, downtown Philly, let's just say, or even went out to the Jersey Shore, and someone would see it, other than obviously being a correlation with like football, but it's it's too where it's welcoming. Like if someone could literally, if, if, even if I would see you, let's just say down to Atlantic City, I would even just walk up to you. One is because I obviously I love football. But because the shirt looks inviting, like it's just, it, I don't know, I, it's its a weird, not a weird feel, but when, when you see something that you can gravitate towards and have fun with, that's what thats what I prefer. Now, I, I don't want to meet somebody be like, so do you like football? And, all right, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. <laughs> Let me ask the question again. So, but, that, you know, it just, it seems like your whole group here seems inviting. So how, now, how big from where you guys had started from the league up until now, like, do you continue to add more and more people as years go by? Since the article came out, we've had a bunch of new people join us. Um, I know that the league started in 2009 with just a group of guys getting together. So like what you did with the podcast, um, getting together in Northeast Philly and just playing pickup ball. Um, and it just ballooned into this, 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 this community that we have now. And I think at the most, we've had 114 registered players with like 10 teams. And this is before I came along. Um, so my goal as a commissioner is to get us back up to those numbers. Um, but like you said, it's going to be interviews like this, articles like the one that the Eagles posted that let people know that we are here. Because I didn't join the league until 2016. So it's already been in existence seven years and I never heard about it. Um, but when I heard, I jumped in and what, five years later, you know, here I am talking to you guys as commissioner. It's been a crazy ride. Right. I bet it has. No, the one thing, now, I will say because obviously it's part of the LGBT community, um, I would imagine anyone would be welcome to play for as far as for the team itself, for flag football team. Absolutely. Whether you're in the LGBT community or uh, one of the allies, like every, literally, and people say it all the time, but literally everybody is welcome. And and if you come out or win, you come out and play with us, you'll see a representation of 
across the spectrum of like beautiful people and beautiful personalities and just like you said so welcoming and so inviting so um, we're looking forward to growing and, and just being a true representation of what community is about yeah and, and that's that again that's the one thing and i i i know like in the, in the news again so the the good and bad part when it comes to this stuff here the good is is because again when you hear about the communities and i and i know recently because down here in in the orlando area um the nightclub they had just didn't want to celebrate an, an actual milestone because of the yeah. shooting that ended up happening but again the community came together and ended up having a lot of fun and then down for saint pete last month so you had pride month and then mm -hmm. even down in St. Pete, when and and you can find there's a, a league I know that just started for basketball not too long ago. Same thing. Um, I think this is going to be the first year uh, when I was speaking to somebody as far as uh, with St. Pete, but St. Pete the same way too. When they had Pride Month, even if you if if again you don't you weren't you're not out and or you're not gay. When you go to, to, to Pride Month down there in St. Pete, it's so much fun because, again, it, one, it's beyond colorful. You'll see, like, every different design, the costume, to makeup, to decorations. I mean, you name you see everything. And, again, though, because it's so welcoming and so inviting that you can just be any Joe Schmo, you know, any Susie, whomever you want to be, waltz right on in. And everyone, again, they just treat you like you're just part of this big old humongous family. And I think that's what makes it – yeah. That, and that to me, that's what makes a lot of fun. So if if you guys are doing it on the football field, I can only imagine like you know when when you guys go out as a group or wherever it needs to be, like the fun you guys are having. So the next time I come up to Philly, and I know I'll be up there in September, but I'll be up there again. We'll end up hanging out one night because I'm tired. I I never in my lifetime, and my one cousin, God bless his soul, because he's not around anymore. But same way he, I mean, he would have the best of time, and it was just it, it was fun. It's just like a like a humongous party for sure. If, I mean, if you're in September, we're going to hold you to it. We'll go out the night before, and then the next day we'll drag ourselves out of bed and go to a flag football game and make it happen. Right. Sounds good to me, then. Yeah, Sounds like really that. good. Chris, as, as far as the league, is it just the revolution and the lightning, or do you have multiple teams? So the revolution and lightning are our travel teams, and we go oh, okay. to differences. So every February, there's the Sunshine Cup in Fort Lauderdale, and who doesn't love Fort Lauderdale in February? Um, every uh, June, it's Pride, the Pride Bowl in Chicago. Um, Gay Bowl, which is coming up in uh, October 1st, is actually going to be in Phoenix this year. But um, Gay Bowl is the only tournament that changes cities every year. Um, last year, in 2020, we were supposed to be in Hawaii, but COVID. Um, this year, we were supposed to be at Toronto, but, you know, the, the border wasn't open. So uh, Phoenix picked up the ball and invited us over there. Uh, I know Philly hosted Gay Bowl in 2014. And guys, when I tell you, it's nothing. It, it's like just so massive, like at least 60 teams. Um, it's just football all day, every day. Um, and we just competed in Chicago a couple of weeks ago. Uh, the Revolution went 3-0 and on the opening day. And we were, you know, poised to win a championship. But uh, this, like, monsoon storm came and canceled the whole tournament, which was like such a drag for all of us. Um, so, yeah, the Revs and the Lightning are travel teams. And the league, uh, we have about depending on the people to register. So last season we had about four or five teams and uh, we meet on either Friday nights on Saturday mornings and just play football. So you play down at uh, Marconi Plaza, correct? Yeah. When I first started, we started at uh, Columbus Square on 12th and Wharton. Okay. Um, 
And then they did some construction and we moved to FDR Park on 20th and Oregon. And then the city had the flower show this year, if you remember, remember that. And then we uh, went to Marconi. And the reason I like Marconi is for the exposure. Um, we're right there at 13th and Oregon. People were walking by and seeing us play and asking us questions. Um, so that's where we are now. Um, who knows where we'll be in the fall. But we're going to find a place to play for sure. Chris, ex ex explain to people who haven't been or haven't participated kind of what the atmosphere and the environment is like on game day when you guys all get together and play. So for the games, it's a party. You know, we have the speakers going, people are greeting each other. Um, if anyone's new, we're making sure that we engage them. No one is allowed to stand by themselves. Um, we also make sure if people have any questions, uh, you know, some people have never played football before. So we want to make sure these people are, like, competent and comfortable on the field. We go over that. Um, but when the whistle blows, it's, it's football. You know, it's competitive. And uh, right now we're playing a bunch of pickup games, and it's a good time if you've never played with us because – during the game, we pause the game, make sure you understand what's going on, if you have any questions, um, or if you just feel comfortable at all. We just, we're constantly checking in to make sure you're enjoying yourselves. Um, the same way we're doing this podcast. We just want to have fun, and we want to make sure you come back as well. Um, so when it's all said and done, you know, we're all sweaty, it's hot, especially in the summertime, and we go get a drink or something like that or move on to the next thing. But it's always, always inviting, and, and uh, we're always teaching. That's the big thing for us, just making sure – you understand the game one, so you don't get hurt, but also so you just feel coming up at the time. Any individual favorite moments that you have as commissioner that that kind of stick out compared to the rest? Uh, as commissioner, um, I think when I got voted in, only because I remember it's to bring the story full circle. When the Pulse uh, nightclub shooting happened in Orlando, that was my first time I went to a private event here in Philly. Um, so it was 2016, and that's actually, I saw the table set up for the league. And, you know, I, I like football, so I signed up. And so to see that, being so nervous my first day to, you know, being the commissioner and now being um, a voice and, and part of a board that makes sure other people feel welcome and inclusive, uh, it's, it's just, it's really a dream come true for me. So being the commissioner is the most exciting part right now. So as a commissioner, what are your like yearly tasks? Like what, so like explain, explain to us your role as commissioner. Like what do you do? What do you do on a daily basis and kind of what, what is your job like? <laughs> I do on a daily basis. Right now it's recruiting, 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 recruiting. Um, but luckily with, the, so our board, we share responsibilities. We have a commissioner, um, a secretary and a treasurer. Right now we're just recruiting. We're trying to fundraise heavily um, because some of the better fields require money, like a lot of things in life. Um, but also checking in with our members, you know, making sure they did have a good time at the field. They might have not, they might not have said anything after the game. So doing the follow-up and making sure everyone is comfortable um, and promoting the league, getting partnerships. You know, Woody's used to be a sponsor bar. It's definitely the sports bar um, that Andrew referenced earlier as a sponsor bar. So making sure that people know we exist, um, people are willing to contribute to us and, and building community. I think that's a, that's the most important part is building the, the, the partnerships in the community. It's, it, it's, it's a tough battle because you have to not only sell yourself, but sell the product that you're dealing with. And and some people, you know, they're welcoming some people don't mind it. And then you got some, they're always going to be like, well, I, you know, I, I hear you. I, I understand what you're trying to do, but at this time, and then you add COVID, which pretty much threw a wrench into everything. And so when yeah. people were more willing before to kind of, you know, like there's, if, you know, if you go up to, even if you went to Woody's 
prior to COVID, I'm pretty sure it's been a whole different story now because of COVID where it's the unknown. People are a little more reluctant as far as to be able to spend money because believe me, we, we know all about it. We're fortunate because we do have, you know, our own sponsorship with Tampa Joe's out in Tampa, Florida, and then Goose's Monte Cristo Lounge and Tobacconist in, in Lumber, Pennsylvania. So we're fortunate on that behalf. Um, but, and again, with LGDirect.net, but the big thing is it's tough because you do have to build these relationships. And then after you build it, it's it's keeping the relationship. Because when right. the season's over, that's the other thing they look for. It's like, okay, what else can you do throughout the season for us to help you and you help us in reverse? But I do – the one good thing I, I like to hear what you said, Chris, earlier was that you like to make everyone feel welcome, whether you, you, yes. know, whether you know the game or not. And to me, that's most vitally important today because with everything that's going on today – it makes so much more sense for you to be able to gravitate towards someone and bring them into your circle to make them understand. It's like, hey, listen, we, we might be about football, but, you know, if you got any kind of personal issues and stuff like that. And sometimes before it used to be really hard to yeah. open up to somebody. Now it's a little bit easier. And I think what you guys end up doing is really remarkable because, again, it's it's part of that community. And if you've ever been a part of it, again, I, I always say that it's fun because – there is a, a huge caring part of it. And I think that's what definitely separates everyone else from where the LGBT community is, because it's just, again, it's, it's very uplifting and not saying that you guys don't have bad moments because everyone has bad moments. We're all human. That's what we end up doing. But the fun part of it, listen, I, I could talk forever and a day about it. Cause it's, it, I've never, I swear, I've never met anyone in the community that's ever been like, oh. Bro, what are you looking at? Or what are you doing here? None of that right. stuff. And so I right. think with tying in with the football, it makes just absolutely perfect sense. So I, I hope that if someone's watching out there, if you guys end up believing in this organization and what they're doing, I mean, you can just hear and and just Chris's voice it, it, that if you guys even, even if you just drop a hundred bucks in there to help out for, a, to offset a cost, by all means, please do so. And and Chris, whatever we can do, just let us know because we'll, you know, we'll try to help out. And, you know, whether it's posting something or, or putting something together for you so we can try to help out as much as we possibly can as well. Well, the cool thing about our sponsorship, it does come in tears because, like you said, uh, COVID did impact a lot of businesses. We recognize that. So, you know, $100 will get you a shout out on our social media. Then we have, um, if you give X amount of dollars, you'll get your logo on our jerseys. Uh, also, a shout out on social media. Um, if you are a restaurant or a bar or something like that, we'll bring an event that was a happy hour, our opening party, our closing party. Um, so we want to support our sponsors the same way they're supporting us. Um, but like you said, some people just are in the space to give the $500,000. And um, I'll tell you guys a quick story. It's funny now. It wasn't funny last year. Uh, two weeks before the shutdown happened, we had a really good board meeting and about to bring on two major contributors to the league. Um, I don't want to say who they are because we're still trying to get them. Uh, and then, you know, we had everything but the check. And then the shutdown happened and everybody got really tight with the money. So we started calling like, hey, remember us? Remember the check you were going to send us? Like, can we get it? Um, but it, it never happened. And, um, you know, and then we, we all had the year that we had. Uh, so now we're just circling back and, and just trying to reach out to new sponsors and ones that, you know, we've lost along the way and just seeing what the interest is. So I appreciate you saying that. Well, no problem. And and now I, I know because again the Eagles did the the article on you guys and put it up there on the on the website. And, and I'll matter of fact, I'll bring it back up here in case anyone had missed it here on the the opening part of the show. Um, but I I would like to know if 
I wonder if the Eagles themselves will be able to do something other than obviously posting this article up here. And if you guys go to PhiladelphiaEagles.com, matter of fact, let me go back one page here so everyone can see. So when you go up to the homepage, about the seventh one down, you guys end up seeing the, the Gridiron Pride. So if you end up clicking on that, then that's where you end up seeing the article there. Uh, but again, with the Greater Philadelphia Flag Football League. But I, I'm wondering, Chris, if and, – and I know the Eagles like to help out as much as they possibly can. They're always in, involved within the community. Is there maybe something else that maybe you guys can connect with as far as with the Eagles that, that they can either, A, try to help you out with some sort of sponsorship or at least guide you guys in a direction where you guys at least have some sort of income residual coming in? Right. And, and that's the conversation we're trying to have. We don't know exactly who to reach out to yet. Um, but they wouldn't be the first team. I know the Seahawks sponsored the team in Seattle. Um, um, the Patriots actually sponsored Gable when we were up in Boston. Denver sponsors their league. Chicago, I think, uh, sponsors their league. So they wouldn't be the first team to do it. Um, and on the uh, to reciprocate that same energy, we're willing to volunteer at, like, you know, um, a youth camp or something like that, or some type of football camp, or one of their uh, volunteer events or something like that. So we have the ability to bring people you know, to meet them halfway as far as mm-hmm. a financial contribution, we can put in the man hours to earn it, so to speak. That's right. And again, but that's what it's all about. And I want to bring up because Ducky here, uh, as, as we like to also call Nick Ducky, but the actual coach Ducky here, he says, Chris, maybe you can help me put a Father's Day flag football game together for next year. And and so Coach Ducky here was trying to – he was trying to put one together. Unfortunately, the field that he was trying to get um, – I think it was either it was there was something with the booking that he wouldn't he couldn't get done. But I know he was trying to put something together this year for uh, for Father's Day. So maybe you guys can end up calling, uh, end up reaching out to each other to end up helping out because I know he yeah. he wanted to do it. I was trying to come up there as well if it was able to put it together, but unfortunately things kind of fell through. But I'm pretty sure it'll come back come come next year. Yeah, and and I think that that'll be awesome. I know last year we did our uh, first ever uh, Turkey Bowl. Um, where we got together and we raised money for Phil Abundance. Um, it was about four hundred dollars. And uh, this year we had a—I forget the name of it—but we had another fundraiser, and we raised some money for Valley Youth House. I'm probably messing up the name, so it's not just about building community, but we want to be good stewards of um, our time and our effort too, giving back to the community as well. Yeah, which actually you, know, you could probably end up reaching out to as well as WMMR because it, it when they do between the fundraisers that they get involved with, I know with Philadelphia Abundance, obviously it's a huge one every single year, but they might actually be able to have the, uh, some sort of connection for you as far as when it comes to your organization. So that, that might be another avenue to try and approach. Is And I know you can, on their website, they do have either a community page or something else but I, I know they definitely will get back to you. So that might be another avenue for you guys to you know, try. Because, again, I know Steve gets involved with a lot of people within the community. Um, so does Preston. But they And if you reach out to them, they will end up getting back to you. So that might be a really good avenue for you guys to try and find out to see if they can possibly end up. If, even if they have, like, another connection within the city or somewhere locally, then they might end up helping out. So um, definitely check them out. It, Preston and Steve on, on WMMR. Um, okay. There's, there was another thing, too, I wanted to bring up. As far I, as I actually have a quick question. Um, Chris, you briefly mentioned um, going to your first uh, event for the Philadelphia Flag Football League. Describe describe that experience for you, and what what, you, what do you remember from that day? Um, I remember just being super nervous. Um, it, it was the first time that I, I felt like I was, like, uh, 
out in the community. So I didn't know what to expect. I'm also making, you know, wondering the the, the type of energy I want to get. Um, and just, yeah, just each us all across the board. But when I tell you everybody literally put their arm around me and welcomed me in, it was just like, <laughs> okay, so we just play football. Um, it, I've been in enough organization, enough leagues um, to say that that's not everywhere. It's definitely not everywhere. So to be part of that now, it's a big deal, Nick. And it, I cherish that moment to this day. Now, we know, again, Pride Month was last month. And, and as far as you're saying, like, at least you're being accepted by everybody. So when someone gets ready to, because we know everybody comes out a little bit differently. Some people have, God, it was, it was a national coming out day. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people end up coming out then. Uh, I had a former coworker. She waited until that day to actually come out, which I, I think a lot of us were surprised because the person she was with prior to her actually coming out, but she's been, I mean, she's been loving life ever since she came out. So mm -hmm. to, to kind of tie in everything here that's going on tonight, when initially, when, when one goes to come out, and, and again, you, you hear the stories when it comes to TV, but TV reality, it's two completely different things. Yes. So when you're first coming out, Chris, and, and in, whether it's you or whether people within the circle that you know of, is it the most difficult decision that you're ever going to make? And then the other big part about it being is, obviously, we all have parents, whether they're your natural-born parents or their adoptive parents. But eventually, you would have to come out to your parents and let them know as well. What's the conversation like when you're getting ready to just start that new chapter in your life? It's heavy, you know. And, and, and the thing about coming out is you never just come out once. You know, every time you meet someone new, um, every time you go into a new, like, you're, you're always coming out. And for me, the feeling was always, what is the response going to be um, from this person that say they love me and that they care about me? Right. You know? They get ugly. Are they going to disown me? Um, you, and we hear all the horror stories about people coming out and that being the case. Um, fortunately for me, that wasn't, you know, my parents were so loving and so affirming. And I was just like taken back by it. Either way, I knew I was going to cry. Um, and that's exactly what happened. But the, the, the funny thing was, um, so growing up, because I was young and ignorant, I was actually a Cowboys fan. Um, so that turned around. And my mom said that. It was harder to accept her as a Cowboys fan than being gay. So I was like, oh. <laughs> so like, um, but yeah, it, it's, 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 you just don't want to be disappointed. You know, you, you don't want to be ostracized just by this one thing because this one thing just doesn't find you. Um, so it's constantly playing in your head. And some people can do it and just rip the bandaid off and God bless them. That wasn't me. I tiptoed around it for years. Um, so when I first read the article, it was like, Boom, right there in the middle. I was like, okay. <laughs> you know, and I've been out for quite some time, but to still see it, you right. know, if I was in a closet, you know, it just that article just grabbed me, just dragged me right on out. It's like, yeah, you're doing this now. Um, but yeah, it, 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 it's a scary thing. It's, and even to this day, you know, when I still have to tell someone, it's like, you know, how are they going to react? But I can honestly say that the reaction does wouldn't bother me as much now um, than it did a couple of years ago. And it's, and things are, are never easy. And I think because unfortunately in the society that we live in for, again, for a lot of us, you know, and, and I'm just speaking on probably my own little behalf here, but for a lot of us, the, the choice that you make in life is, is up to you, whether it was good, bad or indifferent, no matter which way you look at it. 
I think for a lot of people who decided they do want to come out and they want to share it with the world, yeah, it, I would imagine it would be extremely tough because if you've had the same set of friends, let's just say if, if you wait until you're 25 years old and you've had the same just, you know, school friends and people you've known for, let's say, about 18 to 19 years, and now you're coming out and telling them, it is that reception, it's going to be like, uh, we didn't see it coming, and or they are going to say, you know what, what either but the flip side would be what took you so long and right. or did you think things were going to change? Because again, meeting the people, when, when I met the four guys that I did in Philly, it was a lot of fun because then they would send my business card around to their friends. And I guess it made it easier because then I became the guy that they didn't have to worry about that if they got in my car and they wanted to be themselves and, and have all the fun that they wanted to, who am I to judge them to be like, oh, y'all can't do that in my car. To me, it was one of those things that if, if you were planning on having fun that night and you were enjoying the ride, I'm enjoying the ride with you. Regardless of whatever right. you guys are talking about in the car or anything else like that, obviously, to a certain extent, because you don't want to hear about somebody trying to kill somebody or something else. But I'm just talking about like all, all kinds of fun stuff. But it was fun because with those guys, when I, when I met them first, then I got to meet their four female friends. And it, it was the same way, too. Like when they got in the car, it was when I when the compliment came out, like when I told them, so all you ladies look great in your dresses tonight. It wasn't like they were expecting, like, oh, you know, here's a guy trying to get in our pants. More, it was like, you know, I'm glad you guys are dressed up and you're ready to go out. Now, that particular day when those four ladies got in my car, I had no idea they actually were part of the community. I normally would say, because to me, if you're stepping out for a night and you look good, I'm going to pay you a compliment. But I'm not going to also, you know, dress you down either. But like, listen, you look good. And if you enjoy this ride, wait until you enjoy the ride later on. Because that's not what I'm about. My thing was that I wanted everyone to have fun. And enjoy themselves and be cool. Angel's but, line is, uh, damn, shoddy, look at you go. That's <laughs> his line. He's lying. <laughs> anyway, Angel, keep going with that. I just wanted to say that. Chris, are you still a, are you still a Cowboys fan? <laughs> Hell no. Um, no. Sorry, no. No. Why'd you leave? Why'd you leave? Um, the, honestly, the more I watched football, like, I was always, always playing football. I never really watched it. And I just thought the story was cool. You know, my little starter jacket when I was young. But as I grew older, and then I started watching the game, my mom and my dad, and realizing, you know, how much they love this team. I'm talking about, like, and, and Fuji, we talked about this. Right. Um, that Tampa game in 03 with Joe Giovicius, like, it just destroyed everything. So I was like, if we care this much, I, I, I need to jump on board with this thing. Um, so, you know, it was I, I, I got a little bit smarter, I'll say that. And now I'm just an Eagles fan. I bleed green. The Super Bowl was great. Um, and, and when we win one this year, it's going to be even better. So I'm on the Hurts wagon. Did you see what? the new banner outside the stadium? This is like a I'm glad they took down Carson. I mean, it took forever in a day. Yeah, right. Go ahead. I don't know. I, here's my take on the banner. The banner is nice, but to me, it's like people are still. How's the word? In the glory of it, like it's four years mm. ago. Like, yeah. let's just move on. It's a new regime now. You got a new coach, Nick Sirianni, Jalen Hurts. Let's see what let's see what the Nick Sirianni can do and put the Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz are behind us now, going into a new year. Now, is this the part where we all play rock paper scissors or no? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because let me explain something to you here, Chris. So uh, Fuji here, our 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 godfather up there, 
Uh, one that absolutely loves Harry Roseman. Everybody knows this. He loves Harry Roseman. He's a humongous fan of him. And, and, and he's, I mean, he's got, matter of fact, there's a, a he, there's, he doctored a picture of him and Harry Roseman, like having coffee. He's got it in, in his man cave. I, I think it's kind of weird, but you know, he, he absolutely loves uh, Harry Roseman here, but he, <laughs> even though it's a farce, but no, it, as far as Fuji, like he's, he is right. Like he, we talked about it during the season uh, this year. And I think because a lot of us, when it came to the Eagles season, when it, when it first started, there was articles and stories that we heard about that the Eagles could not get over the hump as far as being able to win the Super Bowl and then move on. Now, yeah. you take a team, unfortunately, like New England, where they, you know, obviously the first one, it was it was huge, 109 yards, and then you, you get up to number six, and it's like, all right, move on, let's, let's win another one. Now, you take the greatest of all time, unfortunately, that I have to say that, but Tom Brady, you, you know, you end up coming to a new, a new organization, you end up doing what you promised you were going to end up doing, and then we just find out that he played all season long with a torn MCL. That yeah. is, yeah, it is absolutely ridiculous. But Fuji is absolutely right, though, because it, there's a lot of people that can't still get over that. 2017 happened, it came and went, that's all fine and wonderful. We are now heading into the 2021 season. We got all brand-new coaches. Nick Sirianni, you know, it's a lot of unknowns, but we did speak to a guy who actually reports for the Indianapolis Colts, Michael Terrazas, and he was telling us that that Nick Sirianni was like well loved, and obviously no one saw him coming as far as a head coach because not even Nick knew himself that he was going to be picked. So yeah, there there is a come point in time like yes, we do see the new the new banner is out there at Lincoln Financial Field, and it's the hands of Nick Foles holding up the Super Bowl trophy. But I think at this point. I get it. I understand it. They're they're living in the moment, but yeah, let, let's put something else up there. I don't care if it's the Eagles or even the banner they had prior to them winning the Super Bowl. But it's all fine and wonderful that if that's going to be the inspiration for this year, and if the Eagles end up winning the Super Bowl again this year, then you know what? Then kudos to whoever was the genius who decided to put it up there. If that's what's ultimately everyone's goal anyway this year, but other teams will have other things to say about it. But it, I. As far as Fuji, he's absolutely right. And I think him and Howie had a conversation last night because he, he did call me somewhere around midnight and told me that uh, Howie had bugged him and asked him a bunch of questions. But he is absolutely right, though, Chris. Yeah. But if you think about it, um, I think Malcolm Jenkins said in 2018, you know, they said they had the Super Bowl hangover and that yeah. they need to get rid of all of the posters and everything in the locker room to keep these guys focused. But um, Fuji, I'm not going to be going with them. I don't like Howie Roseman, but I was a Sam Hankey guy. So, you know. If we're gonna have a weird connection, let that be that. <laughs> it works. Listen, but Sam Hinkie, good point, Chris. Because Sam Hinkie, you can say whatever you want to. The man's a genius. Look what the Sixers are right now. He was a genius. He but may that's have birthday then, right? Yep. <laughs> Listen, he he may not have done things the way it should have been done according to the NBA, but the man is a genius. Because now look at the Sixers. Say what you want, but Sam Sam was the man. And I'm, wherever Sam is, and, and Sam, by the way, if, if you're out there, again, uh, the Greater Philadelphia Football League is looking for a mastermind to put some money together for him. So reach out to Chris Scott Jr. and let us know because we would love to have you on and, and see if we can make things happen. <laughs> we'll see. We never know. We never know how, how things know. work in life. You just never know. But getting into the NBA here, as we as we kind of go around a little bit, and we'll talk about little Eagles and, and Sixers. So Damian Lillard has mm -hmm. said, first stated that he did not want to leave Portland. 
there was an interview, I think it was on ESPN. It, it could have been, I think it was over the weekend. And when they asked him, he paused, but he said, no, I expect to be in Portland next year. Now, call me nuts. I don't think I'd want to be in Portland at this given point in time with all the stuff that's going on there for the last 300 some odd days, almost 400 days at this point. But it's a shame because Portland has really been trying to build our team up. The Portland Trailblazers, it's, it's just been like – they, as soon as they rip one bandaid off, another bandaid comes on and they got to rip that one off. And so now you're looking at Damian Lillard possibly leaving, which he wants out according to what the latest uh, article was that he does want out of there. And the Sixers apparently are a strong contender to land Damian Lillard along with the Houston Rockets. So I would like to know your perspective, Chris, as far as if it, it were to happen, how much more – did then we not worry about trying to pursue Jimmy Butler anymore out of Miami? Once he left from here, obviously he went to Miami, went to do good things down there. It came up short. But then what does that do for this organization landing someone like Damian Lillard? I think it puts us to the top. Um, we see what the Nets will be when they're healthy. And then like Fuji said, Giannis is just Giannis. You know, and Chris Middleton is having incredible finals. Um, but the thing about Damian Lillard, and you said this earlier, he's 31, but we don't know how long Joel has. You know, right. he's just, every time he falls on the floor, I'm like, all right, here we go. Um, I, I think you got to get Damian Lillard here. Uh, send Ben, send, give him whatever they want. I'll go with John Clark and meet him at the airport like he does everybody else. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's a trade you have to make. Like, we're right there, you know. And after Ben and this series against Atlanta, it's like, he can't come back. You know, oh. he, he, just, he just can't come back. The thing of it is, Ben's been here five years. It's not like he's been in the league one or two years and still can't shoot a damn jump shot. It's five right. years. I mean, come on. I mean, how much? How many times do you have to keep not stepping up and showing up in the playoffs? Yeah. Like, Joe can't carry the team himself. I mean, Tobias yeah. Harris had a nice series, but still, like, the Sixers, Joe needs a, a Robin being bad. Yeah. Yeah. And Damian Lillier will be perfect. I know you're yeah, going to have to just give up Ben and 146 million, probably Shake Milton and a couple drafts. I mean, it's it's time to pull the trigger. Yes, it's, it's time to pull the trigger. Um, I think we, uh, the stat like combined all the fourth quarters, Ben was like three of three from the field. He, like I've never seen such a stat like that. So, and if you watch it, he would pass the ball and literally hide under the basket. I could mm -hmm. you for 10 years. If my players did that, they'd be sitting next to me on the bench. Um, he's, he's the most frustrating, a little Nelson Aguilar at times. Um, but Ben Simmons has been like the most Great frustrating yeah, like, it, It's crazy. It's crazy how terrified he looks um, from being the guy. And, and Tobias is not a Robin. You know, he's like Batman. He's Alfred, you know, if we're using the Batman and Robin analogy. He's mm -hmm. there. You know what he has to be, but I don't want him out there fighting crime. No, it's Damian Lillard, Joe Embiid, and whoever else they need. You know, and when they get bored in the summer, come play flight football with us, like Angel said. Exactly. Maybe, maybe in retrospect, we should have kept Jimmy Butler and traded Benson. Yes, we should have kept Jimmy. That should have gave Jimmy Butler a max contract, yes. even being 31 years old. Who the hell knows? There was. Who the hell knows where that team would be right now? 
But there was talk about that earlier, and then they decided that for some reason they pulled the plug on that deal, which to me made absolutely no sense. But again, if you look at it, right? So it, uh, again, Doc Rivers said that that Ben's this guy. Ben's not going anywhere. Ben this, Ben that. Well, and now it's a whole different story because now they want Ben Simmons out of here. Plus, he's building a place out there in California, and from what I understand, I believe that the Clippers want Ben Simmons. And that's fine. You know, I, I have no ill will towards Ben Simmons. I'm not going to say that he's like the worst NBA player because he's not. It, it, it's just the follow through. He's not there. Yeah. Ben is like that guy that you, like everybody, no matter where you are, you always have a wingman somewhere. Wingman, wingwoman, you know, whichever way you want to wing person, I guess. And then, like, you know, there's nights, Chris, you you might go somewhere, you might be feeling the moment, like, yeah, I'm, I'm digging this place. Everything's good, right? The whole vibe is good. But then it's that one thing, like, why can't I close this deal out? And I'm not saying like, you know, you're, you're looking to, to get down with anybody that night. Just saying like when you walk in there, it's like, I, I want to talk to that person over there, but I just, there's something to miss. I, I'm not feeling it. So then you send somebody else over there and they, they break out with the conversation and everything else. Ben is like that. Ben is the one that he, he brings you to dinner. He pulls the chair out, you know, puts an napkin on your lap, orders your food. And then he's like, uh, all right, well, I'm leaving now. Because yeah. I, I've done my part. And and that's just the way it feels like with Ben. Ben just he can't close out that deal. And then we see him in the playoffs. And it was probably the most embarrassing thing that we've ever seen out of any NBA team where if you look at it, what the 2008 Phillies, when they went back in 2009, they had the opportunity of winning back-to-back World Series. I couldn't believe that Cole Hamels, a couple along with some of the other players, more were worried about ending the the I guess the season and go playing golf. It was like, all right, so we won the World Series last year. Okay, yeah, that was cute, but we want the season to be over. I'm sorry. Some of us would have loved to see back-to-back championships here in Philadelphia because the last time we've seen that has been with the Flyers, and that's back in the 70s. So, And, and by the way, uh, I do have a case because Fuji is <laughs> joining the lightning train here uh, momentarily. So don't let him fool you about the Flyers. So that, that's why I bring out the choo-choo mm, there. Never. But. <laughs> Never will sell out. Never. <laughs> but it, listen, I have fun with it because it, living down here in Tampa, and, uh, and no, we'll get back to Ben Simmons here. Don't get me started. There. <laughs> living down here in Tampa, it's you get to talk uh, to different people and you get to see the teams playing down here. Now, by any means, I am not a Bucks fan, as I said over and over again. The Lightning have been like the organization itself. You want to talk about a class act organization? That's what the Lightning are. And so when when you're down here, you get to meet, again, people from up north, whether it's Jersey, Delaware, Chicago, New York. I mean, you name it. And so it's like a big old melting pot down here. Like they say about as far as New York, Tampa has that same feel. So being down here for the last three years and watching this team and, and how they do things, you become a fan of actual of the game itself on how they do it. And if the Lightning could show the Flyers how to get that done – the Flyers will be just as unstoppable as the Lightning is right now. But we all know that you know that it's not going to work out again this year the way it did because of salary cap, the expansion draft, all the good fun stuff. And that would be a whole different show, Chris, for a whole different day. But when it comes to – I still looking for a goalie. Okay. Uh, well – They caught but he got caught hard. He got hurt during the season. And yeah. his mentality, I don't know where the hell it went. I just think he lost confidence in himself. Yeah. Well, the whole team lost. I mean, if you take a look at it, it you look at, at the team in 2018. So you got 20, 2019. 2019, you're looking at prior to, to the pandemic where the Flyers were like on fire in which it looked like they were just going to, truthfully, it looked like they were actually going to win the Stanley Cup. 
So then they take the long pause, obviously, because all the sports and everything else had to take the break because of COVID. And then they start back up again. And Elaine Vigneault looks like a freaking genius because he picks up right where he left off. And he looks like the Flyers are going to do it. And then they end up coming up short. Then you go into 2020, you're thinking, all right, the Flyers are going to really just come out. Truthfully, I mean, with all sticks all over the place, the defense, the offense out of control, good, you know, defensive lineman, but nope, nothing felt flat. And it's kind of unbelievable on on what they did this year because you would think the polar opposite. Now, supposedly there's a new uh, assistant GM or assistant manager for Alain Vignon this year, so that might make a difference. Yeah, assistant head coach. There you go. So I know he's. So, I mean, listen, Philly teams, I wish, oh, I wish things would get better in Philly. But unfortunately, I don't know what it is with Philadelphia. And I love it because I'm from there. It Whether it's the Eagles, the Phillies, or Sixers, it's that small, stupid hump that we seem that we can't get over again. And it's yeah. so close with all, with, with all four of them. It's so close. But again, last year we saw the Eagles fall apart. Doug Peterson, I don't know what the hell he was thinking the very last game. That's going to haunt him forever, no matter which way you look at it. Maybe, I don't know, some – some. Uh, and by the way, Doug Peterson, um, we're talking to the greater Philadelphia flag football team tonight. We understand you're a Super Bowl winning coach, but um, let them succeed. Because if if you want to go over there and join them, it might not be a good thing. I'm just saying. Just and saying. then I can write my book the same way that Doug did. So when we win a championship, I write a book just like Doug. Exactly. I like that. I like that. We'll promote what? it. <laughs> but it's just no. It's it's just it's one of those things, and I I know, I know. Unfortunately, and David says that Flyers need to blow it up and start all over again. Um, <laughs> blow it up so many times. That's the thing. Yeah, that's just oh. it. Area fifty one over there. But, the cool uh, thing about the Flyers, though, they um so um along with the football league, I'm part of the uh, CDSL. It's the the softball league in the city, and for our playoffs, um, gritty actually threw out the first pitch. So I thought it was really cool. Um, and they also had a pride night that ours, um, a couple of our league members went to. So they're another supporter of the community. So they could give us some money, too. Does the softball league, do they play in a Belmont Plateau? The Belmont Plateau. Um, I know there used to be a league. There used to be a league there about 20 years ago. Yeah, uh, we played Edgley Field. So what's that, like 33rd in Susquehanna? Um, that area up there. Could be. Yeah, I think so. much better football. Though. I can tell you that right now. I'm much better. Chris, who do you got NBA Finals tonight, Game Six? I'm rooting for Chris Paul. Um, and I just want Chris Paul to win a ring. But wasn't the Bucks were down 0-2 in every series? I feel like, and then they just click. So, um, but if Devin Booker doesn't get it together, he's been hot and cold this entire series. I want a Game Seven, and um. The, the funny thing is, I didn't think this would be this finals would be entertaining, you know. Right. But I'm tuning in every single game, and I think tonight it's going to be a nail biter. I, I want Phoenix to win, but I think the Bucks will close it out tonight. I unfortunately agree with you there. At home. <laughs> By the way, uh, Chris, again, one of those things that it, I know Fuji doesn't want to admit it, but him and Howie have reservations down there at Xfinity Live tonight, so. Once he gets done here, they're heading out there to watch the, uh, the the NBA Finals game, Game Six here. So again, don't let if him I'm, fool you. He if I want to have reservations with that guy, I want his job. Make I sure want he picks your up the job, check, Howie. Make sure he picks up the check. He's not hurting for cash right now. Well, he should pick up the check. Exactly. 
Order whatever you want, Fuji. Just let them know. Tell them we all said hello and, and, and uh, he'll have a great time just, tonight with just you. Just gather up all the gang. We'll just go crash Xfinity and run the bill up to a million dollars. Who the hell cares? Exactly. Just let <laughs> Howie make it. Let Howie make it rain up in Xfinity. If you ever reach out to Howie Roseman, do not mention us because he's probably not going to be a fan. Well, I'm going to say it, and I'm going to say it on wax, on tape, whatever the hell you want to call it, video. I give him credit for his trades. I give him credit for his free agent signings. The man just cannot draft. He's not a legitimate general manager. You need a legitimate football guy. There's plenty of football guys out there waiting in the wings. There's a guy like Seth Joyner, Ron Jaworski. I can keep naming them. Guys that have been in the trenches, guys that know it up here that have the smarts like an Ozzie Newsom in Baltimore. A Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame Ozzie Newsom. Anytime you bring a Danny Watkins and you think that's a good piece, you, somebody needs to check. Yeah. Marcus Smith. Yes. Yeah. Do we want to? Do we want to just break out the Eagles of yesteryear's trance? No. <laughs> Please don't. Then I'll really go on my rant. Yes. That's right. They want to hear it. Now, David says that the, the last time the Flyers won a Stanley Cup, he was three years old, and I'll be 50 in two weeks. Uh, first of all, happy early birthday there, David. Remind happy, us uh, when it comes around again. But, yeah. Happy listen, half a century. Don't feel yeah. bad because, yeah, but, uh, you're surely here being at the right old age of 51. Yeah, I remember back in the 70s when I, the last time we ended up winning stuff. I want to admit that. Nick is sitting there like the 70s. 51. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I was only about two or three years old then, so. Uh, who was that, you? Yeah, me. Oh, Godfather. I see. Yeah. <laughs> we went with the Godfather. <laughs> I'm never going to like close that down. You surely aren't. Matter of fact, I, I might even have a little a little something for you here. Just when I thought I was out, they, they pulled me back, back in. <laughs> <laughs> Just for you. <laughs> Just for you, Godfather. Listen, and, uh, again, Chris... Thanks for coming on with us tonight. Is there something before we, we end up wrapping up the show here? Anything that you want to plug or promote before uh, before I end up wrapping up? Um, just that we're getting ready to kick off our 12th season this September. Um, follow us um, on social media, PHL Flag Football, for dates. Um, our website, www.phillyflagfootball.com. Um, and actually, this Friday, um, if you're free, we're having pickup games at Marconi Plaza. Um, it's free. So come out, meet the gang, see if you like it. Um, and I, I promise you have a good time. At the end of the day, if you never come back, you'll have a good time. Chris, how many games is it? Um, for the season, it's usually about nine or ten weeks, depending on the weather. Um, and usually, September, we start in, like, the dead heat, and then by Thanksgiving, we're all, like, in hoodies and sweaters and everything like that. So you get a little bit of everything across the board. A little, little fall action going as the weeks yes. go by. It's, it's football weather. The freezing exactly. cold north. Best exactly. time of year. Christmas yeah. for me. Yes. And the yeah. best time of year down here, you're right, it is Christmas because we're at the beach in about 85 degrees, so absolutely perfect That's around here across. That's not good. <laughs> Just like rubbing it in right there. Like. Yeah. <laughs> no, listen, oh. the funniest thing is to see like reindeers and snowmen and all kinds of stuff down here. It is the most funniest thing, but now the Santa with the Bermuda shorts 
Uh, last year started to be the, the big thing around here, but it's a funny thing to see Christmas themes here when it's just, it's warm. It, it, I still can't get over it. I've been down here for three years and I, I still can't get over it, but it, it's fun. No matter which way you look at it. Keep rubbing it down. Just keep rubbing it down. No. Just keep adding salt to the wound. Just keep adding salt to the wound. <laughs> Not at all. Listen, I, I, I'm coming home in September, okay? So I'll bring the championship feeling back home. So we can yeah, start I'll winning go. championships. Maybe you'll rub it off on four for four, and uh, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> I'll bite my tongue. <laughs> David this is, Tom This is Philly, not Tampa. Uh, excuse I, me. I know all the Tampa fans down there. I I take my hat off to the, the Lightning winning it, but I'm four for four Philly, baby. We're from Philly. We're from Philly. Nobody likes us and we don't care. And we don't care. It's right, Fuji. Don't We're don't from worry Philly. Flipping Philly. No one likes us. We don't care. I, I will play your outro here. I know that's what you're getting at. I'll play your outro here momentarily. But Why don't, don't you forget. play the Jason Kelsey? Jason Kelsey video. What, him honey, on the art music. Wait, wait Fitch, I thought you said that the Eagles fans were living in the past too much. What, what, what is this? What is ah, this? Oh, let's, let's watch Jason Great Kelsey point. again. Fitch. Jason Kelsey is an exception. It's motivation. <laughs> That's what it is, huh? Just got to call him out there. Oh, That's man. all right, though. That's right. Listen, Fuji, don't get upset. Again, I never forget where I come from, and I never forget a city that I love dearly with my heart. I wish things would get better. Don't get me wrong. But <laughs> that's right. Listen, it's a national show. So what else would you want me to do? It, it's fun down here in Tampa. The weather's great. The beaches are absolutely beautiful. And I, I don't know. I'll just keep selling it if you guys want me to. Absolutely. Excuse me, before you sign off. I do. Broad Street South. Broad Street South. It's not, it, well, you can see it on them. Chris, I also want to congratulate you. You made it through the entire episode without Angel asking you if you wanted to smoke a cigar. See? Oh, see? You almost, was, you almost made it. You almost it made was it. coming. It was coming because yeah. I have to get through the other stuff, but it was coming. That's why I brought up the share screen. So if I bring up the share screen again, the, Chris, the one thing, first of all, to, to make sure I plug everything correctly here, everyone who's watching tonight, and by all means, if you guys know of any sponsors, of any club, of anyone that can possibly contribute to the greater Philadelphia flag football team. And again, you can go to phillyflagfootball.com. If not, reach out to them and follow them on Twitter, just like we do here at PHL Flag Football. At, again, PHL Flag Football, GPFFL for short. If you guys look them up, reach out and, and make contact with Chris. That way, in case you guys know of anyone that can possibly contribute for this great organization, for what these guys do. I mean, Chris is making me feel like I've been his brother for years. Honestly, God, the way we've all been talking here tonight. So by all means, Please reach out and take a look. I'll be reaching out to those guys as soon as I go back home in September because I do want to go out and have a good night with, with the entire gang. And whoever wants to come and join in and everything else because it will be a lot of fun as far as go out there. But, again, reach out to the Greater Philadelphia Flag Football team, again, at phillyflagfootball.com. Whatever you can contribute, and, and Chris will run through again. If you make your donations here before when I bring the screen back, He'll let you know that if you contribute X amount of dollars, what it'll do for you as far as on our website. So if you're a small company and you want to get your name out there, hey, 100 bucks will go a long way. I'm just saying. So give me a second and I'll bring Chris back over here so you can see it again. Also, 
uh, going back here to the PhiladelphiaEagles.com, if you guys look under Gridiron Pride, you will see the article there with the Greater Philadelphia Flag Football Team, and you can read through it. It's a great read, so if you guys get an opportunity, please, by all means, as they're getting ready to celebrate their 12th up-and-coming season, it is fantastic, a great read, so look out for that on the PhiladelphiaEagles.com website. Check it out by Vaughn Johnson. Wrote up the article, and again, the picture, which I just learned, obviously, Chris was not in the picture that night, but... They need to retake that one, Chris. Now that I didn't think about it, they should retake it and then repost it back up there. Yes, uh, right? <laughs> yep, I would think so. And by the way, you guys, always go out to BroadStreetSouth.com, BroadSTSouth.com. Check out everything that we have going there. Nick has a brand new article, by the way. It's going to be posted here very shortly. And if you look towards the center, that's where the article is going to be. And Nick's new article will be up there shortly. Again, you can look at our past episodes. You can go under the store, BroadStreetSouth.store, and check out our merchandise. And then the RSS feed, so you guys can get caught up with everything that we talk about on the show, on the audio side. So if you guys want to need a download on the audio side, by all means, go to our website, BroadStreetSouth.com. And then you'll be able to hear the the program, whether it's iHeartRadio or Spotify, Google Podcasts, Podcast Index, wherever your favorite podcast is, that's where we are. So you guys can download it and listen to our latest episode. Also, as we say in the very beginning of the show here, we are live from the LG Direct Sales Solutions Studios. If you guys are looking for payment solutions for credit card terminals, business business funding, look no further than lgdirect.net. Larry Gilman will take care of whatever you need for your business to make your business as number one as Larry is. So reach out for that. And now this here comes to the part of the show. Let me bring this back now. Now, I will ask you a question, Chris. And, and I know you guys are looking for that flag football championship this year but if you guys are looking to celebrate with one of the finest let's just say stogies that are out there do you know exactly where to go for it no i don't well good because i'll tell you you go to goose's mighty crystal lounge with tobacco and it's right there at 250 westridge pike in liver pennsylvania 194 state and you will find the best of the best when it comes to cigars, vapes. You have to be over 21. But everything that you need as far as your cigar needs, go to CigarGoose.com. And Goose will take care of you with everything that you need. And if you're hungry, because I'll bring back the share screen here. If you're hungry, again, if you go to CigarGoose.com, would you guys wind up seeing, again, all the vape products, premium cigars, their lounge, and... They just took pictures of the recent Goose's Pond Studio, and it is absolutely, I mean, it's looking fantastic. Goose, Robert, I mean, those guys did an outstanding job. And if you guys are looking to rent a studio for your podcast, reach out, go to CigarGoose.com under contact, reach out to them, send them an email, let them know because they do have a studio that you can use to rent at least for anything related to a, a podcast. so and, and that goes out to you too, Chris. If, if you guys, if y'all want to put together a show one night and just so you can have like a fundraiser, reach out to CigarGoose.com. If not, let me know and, and we can make something happen here, which will be, it could even make it part of a fundraiser. Yes. And then our, our last sponsor here, TampaJoes.com, Tampa Joe's Restaurant and Sports Bar, a fun place, serious food. Again, right there at 9316 Anderson Road in Tampa, Florida. And, and they have a great selection of food. As you guys can see here on the left, the place itself is, has been clean. Even during COVID and everything else, I will say that that uh, 
Mike Goodwin and, and the rest of the staff, they've always kept it clean. I've never been to Tampa Joe's, even if it was by surprise, and never seen anything dirty about the place whatsoever. So, again, go to tampajoes.com. You can also reach out to them on Facebook. They're always active. If you send them a message on Messenger, they'll reach right back out to you. So, again, tampajoes.com, we thank you so much for allowing us to broadcast on your page. For everyone who watched tonight on IGTV, hello, everyone out there in the Instagram world, along with YouTube. Twitter, Facebook, you name it, we're there. So thanks to Chris again for coming on tonight with us. We do appreciate it. I'm pretty sure it's not going to be the last time either, Chris. We're going to have you on. So just get ready because I'm pretty sure there's going to be many multiple appearances that you'll come on. And just you will have know. your wall music. I'll make sure you get one. Yes, thank you. <laughs> make sure that happens, man. Sure, no problem. Sure. Yeah, well, because I, I, you know, I got one for, for the Godfather here. So he's, he's Down there in South Philly, he, he doesn't he's very humble. So, David, good night. Thanks to uh, again everyone who watched tonight. We do appreciate it. We will see everyone here on Thursday, which we should have Big Sarge down here from Texas on with us on Thursday night. That starts also at eight o'clock. Then come next month. Again, we kick off everything Eagles. So basically from August on forward, we know that everything that's going to happen will be happening with the Eagles. So it's going to be a lot of fun as Fuji's already raising his arms for it because I know it's his favorite time of the year. Him and Howie, once again, are just – it's just they're that close. <laughs> so to everyone else, thank you for watching tonight. We do appreciate it again. Thanks to our sponsors. We will see you all live Thursday night at 8 o'clock. Have a great night, everybody.